Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We've got a lot to break down. Been a little bit since we've done a show, so we've got a lot of things to catch up on. Uh, Keith, you can't see it in the frame right now, but I know that you're getting revenge on me for using my Lakers background so many times by wearing a Celtic shirt today. <laughs> yeah, I, I did put a Celtic shirt on today. I So... Living in Florida, I'm limited on how many long sleeve shirts I own, and most of them are some form of sports team wear. And I, um, it's cold here today. It's like in the 50s and 60s. But I know, but I don't need to hear it that that's cold. But that's cold <laughs> right. for us. So I have, uh, so I had to throw a long sleeve shirt on. So it is a Celtics one. It's a, I, I like this one though. It's kind of the old, old school like ish uh -huh. logo, I guess. But yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, it's good to be back. I I will take full ownership for why we haven't recorded in in a bit. My I, I have a brand new computer now, uh, which is good because my old one was doing things like taking five minutes to open a Word document, um, so that was rough. And then I went and got my uh, booster uh, for the COVID mm. vaccine and the flu shot, and I was uh, down and out for a couple days because of that. But I'm feeling great now and feeling feeling good. Looking forward to my superpowers kicking in. That's right. And uh, I'm ready. That's to go. right. All right. Let, let's do it. Let's dive into some NBA news. By the way, guys, we do really appreciate everybody who's been supporting this show. Everybody who reached out saying, hey, saying, hey when are you guys going to do a show again? Thank you, guys. And uh, make sure if you're not doing so already, you subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on notifications as well. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Uh, but in a five-star rating. And review, yes, please. that is a good point, too. Uh, we would definitely like that. Um, I guess let's just get this out of the way because this is one of the big kind of downer stories. And we've got a few that are negative today. But uh, DeAndre Hunter, out two months now with a wrist injury after everything that he went through last year and all the strides we've seen him make and what he means to this Hawks team. Man, this is disappointing for, for both him individually as a player and also the Hawks as a, as a team. Yeah, awful. Um, you know, for him, it's just another mm -hmm. year where he's down, um, you know, due to injury. And now that's that's rough because this is a guy who has missed considerable time. I'm pulling it up right now just to uh make sure I have the right numbers. So this is year three for him. First year, uh of of course the uh um season was yes. delayed. Um, but he got in three games. Okay, back, right? We feel pretty good about that. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, though, only 23 games played for DeAndre Hunter. Uh, played well in those 23 games, uh, 15 points per game, shot 48% from the field. This year, only 11 games played. His his points were down. He's at 10.8, but I think that's more of a function of the Hawks' wing depth. They've got an awful lot of guys shooting 45% from the field and a really encouraging 39.5% from three um, for DeAndre Hunter. He's their best wing defender. He's their best defender against um, ball handling forwards, I guess is the best way to to, to call it, um, because he has the size and the bulk to play fours. He can also step out and guard threes and even some of the bigger twos. Mm -hmm. So yeah, th this is a pretty big loss. And I think for the Hawks overall, where this becomes an issue is just in lineup constructions, because Strictly as a wing, they've got enough depth. They've got Kevin Herter. They've got Cam Reddish. Right. They've got Bogdan Bogdanovich. They can play all those guys, and they're fine. The challenge comes in. Hunter is kind of key to their small ball lineups where they slide Collins to the five. Hunter moves to the four. Um, so we'll see. It's it's 
they're saying about eight weeks. Uh, I think it was Jeff Stotts in street clothes on Twitter, just a must follow for all injury information, Mm -hmm. said the average missed time for this injury is about 26 games. So we'll we'll see, but just another big chunk of the season out for DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, and like you mentioned, it does take away some of that flexibility for the Hawks. He was the key to going small. He was a guy who could come in and give you enough size and length at the four to really play that position. And I don't, you know, you're like, you're not going to put, Kevin Herter in that spot. You're not going to put some of these other wings that they've got in that position. And if you're turning to, say, a Gallinari, you're not getting the same things that you're able to get from DeAndre Hunter. So it's certainly a loss for them, and hopefully he does heal up quickly and completely, and the Hawks get him back um, healthy. Yeah, and the Hawks got a big win. Sorry, got no, no, a go big ahead. win on Sunday over the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat him by 20. Trey Young finally had his big breakout game. He had 42 points um, in that game. But that snapped a six-game losing streak for Atlanta. And they're only 5-9 and nine early in the year. Yeah. Definitely one of the disappointments of the early season uh, so far for them. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's just going to make it a little harder for them to, to bounce back. And the thing for teams like Atlanta, Indiana, Milwaukee, even Boston – the East doesn't look as soft as mm-hmm. it used to. So you're not sitting there kind of banking on, well, we'll beat Cleveland, we'll beat Chicago, right. we'll beat New York, we'll beat Charlotte. All those teams are are good-ish teams. You know, some are clearly better than that. Um, but yeah, it is kind of interesting to see just the way this is uh, kind of developed now is if you're kind of banking those wins later in the year, Right now, the only two teams looks like you might bank wins on in the East is Detroit and Orlando. Yeah, they, there aren't the gimme games, or at least not as many of them in the Eastern Conference this season, and that's been one of the big storylines in the, the early going here. Um, I I went to a, a positive story after the DeAndre Hunter thing, and I'm looking at my show notes here, and I'm noticing I kind of I didn't do this intentionally, but I went negative, positive, negative, positive. So <laughs> so let's go to a, a positive story. LeBron James uh, sounds like he is healed up. He's back returning to practice. Hasn't gone through full contact just yet. But, I mean, the potential is there for him to even play tonight against the Chicago Bulls. I don't know if I'm counting on that, but it sounds like the abdominal injury was pretty minor. And the Lakers kind of dodged a bullet on that one. It wasn't the longer time frame with a higher grade strain where you'd be looking at maybe six weeks somewhere in there. It was very low grade. In fact, what we're hearing is that if it was the playoffs, he'd probably be out there playing. But uh, sounds like his return is imminent. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker returned last night for the Lakers, despite not getting in a full five on five practice. So possible for LeBron James to potentially even play tonight. But uh, it should be at least within the next... Within this next week, we should see him back out there on the floor. Yeah, that's that's big. And they, you know, they they weathered the storm mm-hmm. without him. They went three and three uh, in those games he missed. That that was fine. They're four and four in the games he hasn't played uh, this season. Is uh, I didn't realize. I I know you would know, but I didn't realize he had missed eight uh, total games already. So that is uh, you know, a little little. Uh, concerning here but yeah this injury is not as bad as it was and they they did what they had to do to take in the three three or four right now that they've won Mm -hmm. and starting to maybe turn the corner a little bit and figure some things out here um with this team i I like that they changed up the lineup here and then it's i realize that i'm preaching to the choir here so i'm not exactly uh trying to win you over on this one but celtics lakers games still mean a lot uh, you know, to, to, I think to the NBA as a whole, but definitely I know to us and hopefully he's going to play as yeah. the, 
they when they go to Boston at the end of the week because it's just it's just better when the the best guys are in there. We you know we want to see it go that way. Yeah, it's definitely more fun when you have both teams at, at full strength and they get to really go at each other and and all of that. Um, all right. So here's the negative one, and this is just this. <laughs> I hate this. Um, Dave Yeager uh, leaving. The, yeah, these, this one sucks. Yeah. Um, leaving the 76ers to battle head and neck cancer. The good news is that it sounds like they did catch it very early. Um, and he himself said that there is a greater than 90% chance of, of remission. So that's, I mean, obviously the odds are good with that, but still you just, you hate to hear about a, a story like this. Um, and he will be away from the 76ers as he deals with this. Yeah. It's one Yo, cancer sucks. Yes. I mean, just awful. It's uh, it's good that they caught this early. Hopefully, he is you know in that ninety percent uh, recovery mm-hmm. range and cure range that that he said. Um, great on the Sixers to do do what they need to do and should do to let him have the time he needs. All the best to him and his family in yep. that. And I, I, I'll just say real quickly when I was uh, just starting to go to games um and cover them on a very regular basis, uh, he would he was the Kings coach and he'd come into Orlando and he couldn't have been more. Kind I had, uh, I had, he was done with his pregame media availability. I wanted to follow up on something um, that he had said a couple weeks earlier in another uh, situation, just about managing a roster and trying to develop young players while making sure you were competitive. And that, and he gave me like five, six minutes pregame of just like just me and him talking one-on-one about uh deeper thoughts on that. And it was really, really cool because that's, you don't get that. Yes. Um, you know, very often, especially pregame, you might get it at shoot around or at practice, but pregame, no way. So uh, I'll always be a Davia, your fan. I'm, I'm wishing the best. For yeah. Him. I mean, when you say five or six minutes, I know for most people you think five or six minutes. So what, you know, that's not that much time, but that yeah. is very, very rare to hear, to get something like that from a coach who's getting yep. ready to go play an NBA game and they're strategizing and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot going on pregame, even postgame, right? There's a lot of things that are happening yeah. uh, in those situations. Yep. So um, that is, that's, um, that's a great story and, and not something that most coaches do. No, absolutely not. So wishing for the best for him, you know, let's, let's, uh, you know, keep our fingers crossed and, uh, you know, send all the good vibes and hopefully he comes through this on the other side, healthy and well. All right. Speaking of healthy, let's pause for just a moment to talk about Theragun. You don't want to let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or somebody like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free Theragun can help. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. I've been trying to get back into running, and Theragun has helped me out so much getting through that muscle pain, that fatigue that I feel after each and every run. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension like me from working out or injury or just the stress of everyday life as well, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. It's trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at $199.00. Go to therabody.com slash office right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash office. Jumping back to a positive story. James Wiseman and Clay Thompson 
Sounds like yeah. their, their return is well is well on the way, and uh, Wiseman could be back uh, in just a week or so. We can have probably somewhere sometime around Thanksgiving. We'll see James Wiseman yep. back in action, and Clay Thompson. From what we've heard out of practices, he's looking pretty good, looking like himself. So that's exciting for for the NBA, but also really exciting for a Warriors team that has already been really good. And then to get those kind of reinforcements can uh, really boost them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they lost yesterday, but that's only their second yeah. loss. They they've been uh, they, and they not only are they beating uh, winning games, they're beating these teams handily too. Uh, this is starting to look a little Warriors from of old ish. Um, you know, Warriors from five six years ago. Now let's not go crazy. They're not going to win seventy five games or anything like that. But I will say this team is tough. They're they're good. They they've hit on the right mix of guys. Uh, Wiseman had his ups and downs as a rookie, but I think he's going to help them off the bench. Um, I think now you can put him in positions where better positions to succeed mm-hmm. early on than, than maybe he was in as a rookie. And then we know Clay. I just think that's going to be fairly seamless uh, popping him back in yeah. there with these guys, even if he's not exactly what you want him to be right away. It's just he's not it's not like he's going to come in and take a million possessions away from guys. This is a guy who scores, you know, bundles of points with no dribbles and barely having the ball in his hands uh, much at all. So that that's huge. So I think this is a uh, really great stuff um, for, uh, for the Warriors to, to be getting these two guys back. They, the reports are, as the Warriors are on the East Coast now, that they're going to both go down. They're not going to play in G League games, but they're going to go down and practice and scrimmage uh, with the Santa Cruz Warriors of the G League. So that's uh, you know just another sign that it's it's getting close now for both Wiseman Which and is Tons. a great way to go because there's a lot of times, and I can tell you this from, from being on the Lakers media side, where – a team will have a day off and you just get a notification saying practice is not happening today. You know, practice is canceled or whatever, because teams yeah. do that right during the season in order to help manage players yeah. and manage injuries and all that stuff. They, it's not like every day that they don't play, they automatically have practice. So there's only a certain amount of practices to actually get into. Um, and so going down to the G League, you're going to get those opportunities. So basically, yeah, just to give a yeah. little peek behind the curtain, maybe. It's really only when there's yeah, two days off in it. a row that teams practice, and it's on that second day. Teams, they, they don't generally practice the day after. Now, that doesn't mean it's truly an off day. There are very few true film. off days in the NBA. Yeah, they'll review film. Guys will get treatment. The guys who don't play may come in and go mm-hmm. through a heavier workout. A lot of times uh, those guys will come in. There'll be some three-on-three, sometimes with the coaching staff or uh, player development people, trainers, whoever it is, will jump in there and play too. Um, and they'll, they'll go through it and get their work in that way. But, yeah, it's not it, – it is um, very rare to have full – you know, scale, you know, hours long practices in the NBA because it really only comes when there's there's uh, more than one day off in a row. Like, for example, the Celtics had recently had a three day um, off window and they took the first day off mm-hmm. following a game. Very common. Um, it's, and they took that as, I believe, a true off day uh, because then the next two days they right. came in and practiced and did like full scale practices two days in a row. So, yeah, it's just something I don't know that that people really 
uh, think about because yeah, they're not out there you know running five on five uh, uh, layup uh, you know drills and full court fast break drills and stuff like that. And the in between game days, it's just that would I take think too people much are, are some people from the reaction I've seen on social media are kind of expecting that if a team loses a game the next day they're they're on the baseline <laughs> doing suicides. Yeah. Herb Brooks has got his whistle again. No, that's not. That's not what's what's happening in the in the NBA. They don't practice as much as you, you know would think. What people think that, but my theory is it's because they relate it back to their high yes. school yep. playing experiences. And what somebody told me once is there's a reason why high school coaches are high school coaches and haven't moved on to anything else because you know. And that's not to. There are fantastic high school coaches out there. I played for amazing uh, coach. You know, day well when I played, but. Yeah, there's there's a reason why, you know, the ones that you lost last night, let's, right. you know, we're, we're going to run suicides and gassers and everything else that's, you know, that, yeah, that doesn't happen in the pros. That Let's just think back to all the stuff about Jim Boylan mm -hmm. uh, with yeah. the Bulls and all the things that happened there. Uh, yeah, it, it's not, that, that is not a uh, thing. All right, John Wall. John Wall uh, sounds like no trade is imminent for the Rockets and there's not expected to be a trade this season, nor will he play this Shocker. season i know shocking right so he's owed he's owed <laughs> i've got this right here he's owed 44 million this season that's what's on his salary this season next year he has a player option for 47 million so just logistically yeah. coming up with a he'll, trade is, he'll pick that oh yeah absolutely he's picking that up <laughs> yeah. but just in terms of yeah. coming up with a trade there's so few teams that even if even if this team said just suspend disbelief even if the team said john wall is the key to our future we must get him there's not that many teams that have the salaries to stack up to make a move, even if they really wanted him, and then throw in the fact that most teams don't need a point guard right now. Most teams are not interested in trading for a John Wall, and it makes yep. a trade very unlikely to happen. Uh, but it is interesting the way this is playing out. I'm a little bit surprised that we're not seeing a little bit more pushback. I mean, John Wall doesn't want to lose an entire season of his career, but that appears sure. to be the, the path that we're headed down here. Yeah, it, it really does, because if you're the Rockets, your thought process here is one is what's the point of putting him on the floor? Just is he going to win a game or two for us that, quite frankly, maybe they don't really yeah. want to win? Um, also, he's going to take minutes away from other guys. But I think the other challenge with with that is. Then what if he gets mm -hmm. hurt again? Now all of a sudden that's it. You're you have no shot because after this season, when he becomes an expiring forty-seven million dollar contract, you might be able to make something work. You might have a team that says, you know what, well, we can use a point right. guard, um, or another team says, hey, we'll just eat that salary. You know, throw us, you know, whatever with that. Um, the Rockets have you know all sorts of young players and stuff. Challenges though, as you said, is is if you look around, nobody needs yeah. point guards right now. Everybody's pretty well set with point guards. Now, again, I continue to believe be John Wallace said no buyouts coming. All right, that's cool. Blake Griffin said the same thing until it was, all right, then you're just going to sit and collect that money and not play at all. That yeah. may change things. So let's see what happens. Come trade deadline when there's no trade. We'll have the, let's call it month-ish long window there, um, you know, to to for guys to join teams on the bio market. And that is, let's see what happens after that. Is then, does John Wall say, all right, let's start talking bio. Because by then, some contender will need point guard help. And he's not john wall all-star no. anymore but i would imagine you would look at it and say hey he can still help because i don't think any of us thought blake griffin would look as good as he did uh with the nets after he joined them last yeah, season Yeah, exactly 
Exactly. Um, so it's possible that, that a buyout is in the cards at some point, but I mean, we've got a ways to go before, before we get there and we won't yeah. be seeing John Wall anytime soon. But one person who we will be seeing soon, Kobe White on the verge of returning yeah. for the Bulls, which is great news. Now, the Bulls have been have been looking really good. In fact, I, I caught Bulls Clippers last night, and uh, and the Bulls did a great job weathering the storm. The Clippers came roaring back, actually took the lead somewhat late-ish in the game, and then the Bulls just said, nah, and we're not going to do that tonight, and came right back and, and put the Clippers away. Uh, they're looking good. I don't know exactly how many minutes are going to be there because that guard rotation for Chicago is pretty pretty set right now but still it's mm -hmm. a good thing to have have quality players available for your team so kobe white on the verge of uh of returning for chicago yeah and that's good injury yes. news for the bulls because patrick williams out for the year uh nikola vucevic is in mm -hmm. the health and safety protocols right now so they're 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 down two starters with those two guys and yeah last night they started alex caruso uh got started last night uh, as they really went uh, leaned into um playing four smalls around tony bradley as the lone big man um my guess is what i would like to see the well not guess my my thought is what i would like to see the bulls do is put kobe white in the jordan clarkson jamal crawford lou score. williams kind of role let him come in just shoot and mm -hmm. try to score off the bench uh really get get things going if it's not working that night if his jumper's not fall you take him out and you you move on to somebody else if it is that can swing games for you so that that that's what i would like to see see them kind of play him in that role and i think that might be a role that fits him best yep. right now and then maybe you know continue to develop him because his point guard skills haven't been necessarily the best just yet um but yeah but that that's going to be interesting to see uh where this goes from here uh with chicago because as you said yeah they've they've kind of got a little bit of a deep guard rotation on a big chunk of that is uh, Ayo mm -hmm. Desunmu uh, has really come along in the second round pick out of Illinois. Yeah, he's really playing yeah, well for Yeah, the guy them. I liked coming out of the draft, and, uh, and I'm glad he's getting getting some minutes there in Chicago. They've leaned on him quite a bit off the bench. Um, Keith, did you know, and this may be crazy, but it's really tough to execute a sign and trade in just one or two minutes. The NBA, the yeah, it is. It's, it's apparently the NBA is saying, "Hey, there's probably no way you could have actually done a sign and trade in a couple of minutes and announced it right after free agency officially started." Chicago Bulls and uh, and Miami Heat and Pelicans and and everybody else who's involved here. Uh, so there's an investigation going on into tampering with these teams because we saw Kyle Lowry signed and traded and Lonzo Ball signed and traded so quickly after the buzzer for free agency to officially begin. Sports betting is a lot of fun, but it can also be a little bit overwhelming. At least that was my experience. I struggled getting into it at first. It just felt like there was so much out there, but BetQL Daily helped me out a lot. You can understand where the market is moving, which smart bets are out there, and have some fun listening while you're at it. BetQL Daily is sponsored by FanDuel, and it's the must-listen show for sports bettors and sports fans alike. What I love about this show is the entertainment factor. It's not just informative, but it also is just a lot of fun to listen to. The hosts go back and forth. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth do a great time serving up wagertainment 
the sports talk you love with the betting insights you need each weekday. You can find out where the market is moving across all of the week's biggest sporting events. And if you miss out on earlier games, BetQL Daily has you covered there too. They give you recaps from some of the biggest recent moments in sports, so they really have you covered across a number of bases. If you're not sure where to start with sports betting, start with BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel. Listen weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Yeah, and what we're obviously having a little yeah. fun with this, but I don't think these teams are going to be having no. much fun because we saw what happened a couple years ago. They they came down on the Bucks fairly hard. There were fines. They were ruled that the Bucks could not sign Bogdan yep. Bogdanovich uh, after they they uh, you know ruled on that, and then the Bucks also lost the second round pick. Then you had these teams come in on the backside and kind of say, yeah, that's cute, but we're going to do our thing anyway. Now, the Bucs example was extreme because it was a week in advance of free agency opening. Obviously, somebody screwed that up in a major, major way somewhere, whether that was the Bucs, the Kings, an agent, a player, whoever it was. um, I'm still waiting for that full story to come out. We've never really gotten it. Um, There's going to be a Netflix documentary on it like 10 years from now. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, but you know what? They'll 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 make it into like seven yeah, episodes, right. and we'll watch all of them. It's gonna, um, it's gonna yeah, be Giannis uh, sitting in a chair saying, "And I took that personally." <laughs> yeah, right. And I went and won a championship. Um, yeah, but I think the NBA is going to come down hard on these teams. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be fines. I think we could potentially see more significant draft pick yeah. penalties. I, I don't know that it's going to be a first round pick. Um, that also gets super complicated for, for uh, both Chicago and Miami, if they were to be penalized, cause they mm-hmm. owe picks um, out in the future and other trades and things. So that gets really uh, wonky there. Um, but this could be multiple second round picks or something along those lines. So we're, we're going to see uh, where this goes going forward, but there's definitely going to be very heavy fines uh, living here. Cause you, you don't take this long to come back and say, yeah, it's all good. They're just really smart right. negotiators. Yeah, that's that's not the way this is going to go. Now, I know on the extreme end, in theory, you could invalidate the trades. Um, now, I don't think it's going to go that route. I, I think that would be the nuclear option here. But, I mean, that's potentially something that can happen where the NBA just says, nope, not only is this not happening, but now you can no longer trade for this player. Um, again, they're not they're not actually going to do that. But things can get very serious with stuff like this. And the NBA has been trying to make their point like, hey, we don't want this happening anymore. We know the NBA basically, they they know. They know everybody's talking ahead of free agency officially oh, starting. There's just no yeah. way for them to really stop it or police it. And even if there was, do they really want to do that? Do they really want to be checking everybody's cell phones and doing all the kind of work that you would have to do yep. in order to put a true stop to it? No, they don't want to be that organization. But they they just say, look, just don't make us look bad by doing stuff like this where it's clear it. that it's that it's happening. Don't throw it in our faces and we'll be cool about this. And how quickly these came together, it I mean it kind of throws it in their faces. Like, hey, yeah, we did this. Yeah, that's it. Cause these were not a sign. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. it's, and it's not even a max contract, which is Easy. hey, we'll give you all the money we can over the most amount of years we can. Okay, thanks. Done. Like even those we know don't happen in five seconds. Um, but it is who really loses here is because it's 
gonna tick at six o'clock or whatever it is on on uh uh that that day free agency opens yeah. and we're not gonna get the you know Woj the bombs floodgates because it's gonna be hey let's wait mm-hmm. you know now we'll lose for about five minutes maybe and then it'll all be okay but yeah it, it is um you know definitely uh Something that that is not um not not great. It's not a good look by anybody. Uh, speaking of transactions, the Pistons are interested potentially in trading for Marvin Bagley, who is kind of yeah. exiled in the in Sacramento right now. Uh, you know what? Anytime you can devalue a very high traffic like Marvin Bagley, <laughs> you have to do it. Well done there, Sacramento. Uh, but the the Pistons are interested. Wait, in are tra- you Marvin Bagley's agent? I thought that was Jeff Schwartz sending those messages. <laughs> I, I I'm getting a yeah, small no, percent I, of the, of, uh, of the, of the yeah. transaction there, but uh, no, it's, it's interesting that the Pistons are the team that, that, um, that are looking at him. And I think that somebody is going to want to kick the tires here. Somebody's going to want kind of a second draft type guy to say, well, you know what? Yep. It didn't work out here, but maybe it will work out with our team. Uh, and I think for all parties, it's, it's better that they just move on sooner rather than later. Although that doesn't necessarily equate to a deal as we've seen with the Ben Simmons situation. Correct. Yeah. And teams like Detroit, Houston, Orlando, yeah. Oklahoma city, they, 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 maybe personnel wise, they don't all fit. Cause like Orlando already has a couple bigs that they're going to play. And eventually Jonathan Isaac will return, but this is what you should do. Go get a guy who has shown he stinks defensively. Yeah. He's awful on defense. But he can score and he can rebound. I mean, that's not nothing. That that's good. Uh, we saw the Pistons have great success with a somewhat similarish kind of player in Christian Wood, uh, where they really uh, did well with him uh, here, and and they can make it work relatively easily salary wise because you you just got to put together a couple contracts and you could go get him. And then you still have his match rates as a restricted free mm-hmm. agent. You have the ability to work out a new contract yourself. So yeah. So if I, if I'm not the, uh, the, the um, Pistons, this is exactly the kind of move I, I, I think I'd be all over if I can make it work. Yeah. The, the question is what do the Kings want in return? Obviously he can't have a oh. lot of value right now, but something happened. We get some breaking news here on the, uh, on the show. Oh. Kings related. Uh Oh, Ready? I'm I'm ready. Uh, from the Athletic, Kings coach Luke Walton is likely to be in peril if Sacramento oh, slide continues. Sources tell Sam Amick and Sham Sharani. Oh. As we know, Sham's major newsbreaker. Yep. Sam Amick, super well connected to the Kings organization. Kings are in the midst of a four-game losing streak heading into Monday's game at Detroit. They are currently so. just below the play-in line, sitting in 11th place in the Western Conference. They are 5-8. and eight. At the moment, and again, on that four-game losing streak, their point differential is minus 0.7. So not as bad as some other teams that are like like the OKC Thunder. They're minus 8.2, and they're yeah. sitting one spot ahead. So I, I would say the Kings are a little bit better than what we're seeing right oh, now for sure. where they're sitting in the standings. But interesting that there's that we've already got a coach on the hot seat, and we're only, what, what are we now, maybe 15% of the way into the season? That's too much math for me, <laughs> but yeah, sure. <laughs> we're 13 games in the season i can tell yeah. you that much so that's uh yeah i mean in we've been kind of waiting on this mm-hmm. i think uh just you know there's there's been signs of maybe not the best relationships with some of the players the team hasn't won it's you know all, all those things adding up generally result in a change uh sooner rather than later here so yeah i guess i'm not uh overly surprised that this, this report is coming out and I think sometimes teams wait too long 
to uh, to move on when, when they know. You've got enough body of evidence here for the Kings that, that this probably isn't going to go the way you want it to yeah. go. Um, okay, let's get into, well, here's a, here's a fun one. Stephen Curry passing Ray Allen for most made threes in the NBA. You knew that record was going to fall at some point, but, uh, Steph officially gets it done. And right now, based on betting odds is the front runner to win the MVP award. It's early, but right now with the way the Warriors are playing, I can't argue with that. I, I think he is the MVP right now. Yeah, I think, um, so a couple things, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not bad. I they, they think we, we, we've got some friends over at FanDuel that maybe you could pop in there yes. and put, put your money on Stephen Curry mm-hmm. if you wanted, um, with that, but it is, um, yeah, the crazy, the craziest part of that is not in passing Ray Allen, 585 less games to do it. That's in. amazing. Like that's nuts like that's absolutely crazy some guys don't even make it that far in a career yeah <laughs> like that's you know when you think about it i mean that's uh what that's four or five years into a career mm-hmm. uh you know six years i guess even in into a career like that that's just you know absolutely crazy so yeah i think um you know this is uh it, it's he's the best shooter we've ever seen um in terms of percentage volume where he shoots them from how he shoots them everything else i don't think there's anything close um to it just you know when you add it all together i mean you're just absolutely unreal and this is an argument for why if you're a team and you really want to draft a specific player and that player is kind of eh about coming to your team isn't that excited about it you just <laughs> do it and you make it yep. work. I mean, there's there's all the cautionary tales of players trying to if you look at Kobe, right? With the with the Nets, they basically strong armed the Nets into not selecting him. They wound up taking Kerry Kittles instead and, and look how, how that turned out. Uh, here's an example where Curry didn't really want to go to the Golden State Warriors, from what we heard. The Warriors said, Well, we're gonna take you anyway, and now they've got an all time great, right? I mean, this is this I don't know. It's it's interesting when players i understand players want to try to manipulate their landing spot they got to get to the best situation for themselves yeah but from the team perspective sometimes it works out if you know that you've got a player that you really want just to call their bluff and and go for it absolutely yeah just go go get the guy if you want him and then try to make it work out as best you can Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Damian Lillard, unfortunately, dealing with an abdominal injury. Doesn't sound like it's too bad. Chauncey Billups said that he had to uh, had to talk him out of playing the other night. So hopefully he'll be good to go. But still, Damian Lillard hasn't had a great start to the season unless he's playing the Lakers. Uh, so what? Uh, so hopefully he's able to get back on track. But an early abdominal injury is not. Uh, I'm not too concerned about it, but not something that's a, a positive thing. Certainly. No, for sure. And Dame's off to a yeah. really, really rough start. Yeah. It's just been a nightmare uh, season for him so far. That's another team that is uh, underachieved. I guess it's six and eight. They, they, they haven't been, been very good. Sorry, we've got the, the two dogs are really going at it <laughs> right directly underneath my desk. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so they are they they just woke up from their morning naps and they're they're ready to go. Um, but, yeah, so that is uh just yeah, not good news for for the for the Blazers. It's it, it's interesting. I was listening to some some other podcasts. Yes, I do that, um, you know, on occasion. Uh, but I was I was and then do, doing some uh, off season work as I am uh, prone to do already. Even though the season just started, I th- it's just it is messy in Portland, yeah. man. It's it's just going to be hard to 
figure out where you go uh, forward from here. Because uh, this offseason, Nurkic and Covington are both free agents and need new contracts. And how much money you're willing to give them, but you can't replace them if they leave because they don't have, they're not, they're still not going to have cap space because you've got Lillard and McCollum together. That's 75 plus million um, on your books. And it's just, I don't know. You've given it the more than the, the good old college right. try at this point. I mean, we're we're this is Dame's tenth year, McCollum's ninth year. This is at least what year eight and seven of those being the guys in Portland. So it's just I, I don't know. I, I I'm not sure where you go from here. I I love Dame saying I don't want to go anywhere. Yep. I want to be here. I don't want to leave. But I mean, if you're the Blazers, if it is uh you know hey we can really get the monster hall for this guy and set our franchise on the path forward with this. I don't know if you consider it or not. We're going to find out if Neil O'Shea, I think that's probably where we're going next. Um, if he's going to be uh, out here or not, and I think he probably is sooner rather than later. So yeah, I'm really not sure what, what to make of this for the Blazers. Yeah. It's um, and we're going to get into another story involving them in just a second here, but it, it's felt, you know, people have been calling for this for years now that, CJ and Dame together, it's just not going to work, and they need to, to they need to do something. They need to make a change, and yep. it, we just keep getting more evidence pointing in that direction. And you're right, Damian Lillard did make the comment saying he's going to stay, but like if this continues, if the Blazers are clearly not good in the next what few weeks, if it's not happening already, other teams yeah. around the NBA are going to start putting out feelers like, "Hey, you sure about that? What what are you thinking now?" And, um, you know, that could change things very quickly if, if Damian Lillard says, well, okay, maybe I'd, maybe I'd be open to a trade or something like that. Exactly. And they, I mean, they couldn't get by a very limited Nuggets team, yeah. uh, yesterday the, the, the Nuggets are clearly without Jamal Murray. Now they're without Michael Porter Jr. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out. Will Barton was, was a late scratch right before the game and the Nuggets still handled them with, I would say relative ease, uh, in that game. So, <laughs> sorry. Can you hear him? I can hear him. <laughs> they're going, yeah, they're going WrestleMania time. fighting over a toy <laughs> right now. Yeah. The, the little one now is the Tatum, yeah. the puppy, is like he's he's not uh taking any crap from uh from the middle dog. The older dog is like I'm out of here. He goes to the other end of the house and hangs out. He's twelve and doesn't want any of this nonsense uh to be a part of his life. But yeah, they they go nuts, man. Fun times. It gets crazy here in the Smith house. We, yeah. We get it around here too. We get all kinds of, of dog wrestling <laughs> action and everything with the the pup that we've got, Baylor and uh Fortunately, though, they they got all that energy out of them before we recorded, and then they then now they're all in crash out mode at this point. There it is. Yeah. See, we need this is where this is the hour time. Difference. It's a yeah, that's what it is. It's it's just a scheduling issue. We'll yep. we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, we'll the last thing on the Blazers, though, Neil O'Shea. Obviously, that's whew, that investigation is not not a good look. We'll see what winds up happening with oh. it. But the reports are that he is not really considering like a buyout or anything like that. He is fighting, doing everything he can to keep his job and denying any, any wrongdoing in this situation. So we'll see how all of this plays out. Uh, I don't think this is going to be like a tomorrow. Everything comes out thing. I think it's going to take some time, but uh, in any event, it doesn't seem like it's anything that's going to go away anytime soon either. 
No, yeah, and this investigation was supposed to be done already, but then they uh, had more people that they yeah. wanted to talk to, which that's not usually a good sign. Uh, there, there's more stuff. The, the Trailblazers president uh, quit as well, yeah. uh, just resigned. Um, now, he didn't necessarily say it was because of Neil O'Shea or anything there. Uh, more put it on the ownership uh, after Paul Allen passed. They don't. They don't see eye to eye anymore. They don't want to do things in the same way. But yeah, some turmoil there in Portland. My, my guess is we're, we're going to see some new leadership mm-hmm. uh, at the top of the Trailblazers here uh, at some point later this season. Odd that we are, we already have the Timberwolves job open. Mm-hmm. That opened up right before the season started. And then we have this uh, situation in Portland. We'll see where this goes. Uh, New Orleans, things aren't going so great there yeah. uh, with David Griffin. We continue to hear speculation about that. We could have three front offices kind of turning things over in season, potentially, if they uh, if that's the way this goes. And that's kind of unheard of. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised about the David Griffin thing because he has all the answers to the test. So oh. you would think he'd be, oh. he'd be doing really well there. Man. But... Um, Man, play me that song on the piano again. That's right. That's right. Uh, (laughs) It is a bit of a rarity to see this much turnover. And I do wonder, like, how this changes some situations. Because these are are key situations around the NBA, right? We've heard about about Zion and whether or not he's super happy or his family is super happy in New Orleans. How big of a factor is David Griffin in that? If they do make a move there, does that change things in terms of personnel. Do the Pelicans then start making moves? Does somebody new come in with a different vision moving forward in a, in a push to try to keep Zion happy? Do we see major changes there? So from a transaction standpoint, sometimes when there's front office turnover, it then sparks major changes within the roster. We just talked about the Damian Lillard situation. What if it's somebody different at the helm in the next few months? Does that then change the stance towards Damian Lillard staying in Portland? Does that change Lillard's opinion? Does it change the Blazers' approach moving forward? Do we see moves? Is this something that happens if there is a change? Does it happen before or after the trade deadline? Like All of these things matter and will impact what happens around the NBA in terms of different transactions that can take place. So one change in terms of a a decision-maker can completely change the organization's outlook on trading or not trading a player. So there's some key pieces that uh, that could be in flux here within the next few months. Yeah, it's a really great point. And add Minnesota to that list yep. too, because you've got Cat and kind of the endless speculation for how long he, he will want to stay there. Now, to their credit, Cat and Dame both say they don't want to go anywhere. Yep. Uh, Zion has uh, not quite as, strongly said he doesn't want to go anywhere but it said similar uh to that so yeah it it is uh definitely something we're gonna have our eyes on here if if those uh change because yeah you could have somebody come in with just a completely different roster building philosophy too who says hey the best way forward is to move these guys and get back that haul of picks and players and whatever else and and move it forward that way i mean that could be the way they want to go yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if, I don't know, like Sam Hinkie takes over somewhere or something like that. Wouldn't you just, <laughs> just from per- the perspective of covering the NBA, wouldn't you just love that to happen? It would be pretty crazy. <laughs> it would be very interesting to watch him come in and just dismantle one of one of these teams. It's uh, yeah. It is fun though. I mean, I know I tend to be drawn. Yeah, I don't play video games anymore. I just don't have time. Yeah. It's not, I'm not, I'm not anti video games. I still love them on the rare occasions I get to crank them up. But when I was playing like Madden a lot mm. or I was playing 
uh, I didn't, there was never a big NBA 2K guy. I'm too into the realistic yeah. stuff of the rosters that like you'd get halfway through a season and you'd be like, LeBron James is traded for, you know, Kevin Durant. And it's like, <laughs> that never happened. Like, this is dumb. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, I, first thing I would do if I started a franchise mode was usually tear the team down and start to rebuild it the way I want it. So yeah, it is kind of fun to think of someone coming into the NBA and doing something very similar. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I think that uh, that covers all the, the news that we've needed to get into. Obviously, we will be back more frequently now. We should be at this every day this week. Uh, but appreciate everybody hanging in there. And again, don't forget to subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel and turn on those notifications. Keith, hopefully you, you survived the, the wrestling contest that you had taking place over there. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think they're calming down now. But they're, <laughs> what's going to happen is they're, we're going to eat lunch here in a minute. Oh. They're going to go out and tear around the backyard. And then they'll go into afternoon nap mode. So it'll all work It's out. a rough life, man. It's a, it's a rough life. You, you got to wrestle, a- lunch, nap. It's, it's tough. Yeah, when I come back, man, bring me back as a dog, (laughs) 100%. All right. Well, everybody, make sure you do subscribe again right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought of today's stories. Obviously, a lot going on around the world of the NBA. So give us your thoughts. Give us your takes in the comments section. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and see you.